One, two, three. Sore losers. What up, everybody? I am Lunchbox. I know the most about sports, so I'll give you the sports facts, my sports opinions, because I am pretty much a sports genius. What's up, everybody? I'm Eddie. Get on the no, mic. I'm tired of this. I, I demand my own mic. I don't like being in this room. I understand, but it, the equipment's not working, so just make do. Okay, making do. Hey, I'm Eddie, and I know the least about sports, but I am your average sports watcher. I'm a fan. I just don't know the who's who's and the what's what's. What's up, you guys? I'm Ray. I'm a northerner. I like winter. I like playing ice hockey. I like football. I'm a guy's guy, an alpha male. If you go to the bar and you see a guy chugging a beer, that is me. What is up? What's an alpha male? It means yeah. like if it's like a guy, like jock, jock, jock. Yes, you know he's not singing in the choir and you know wearing pastels. He's wearing you know he's wearing muscle shirts and okay, yeah, that's, he's a guy's guy, and that's Ray. Coach, didn't you ever have a grandpa or a dad tell you you're going to grow up to be an alpha male boy? I was Never. always told that. What are you? You're an alpha male. Let's go. Let's go hunt. Okay, I'm an alpha male. Yeah. Okay, I'm an alpha male, Dad. <laughs> and then that's what's developed, and that's me what now. you've turned into. Yes, an alpha male. Or it could be short man syndrome. It's one of the two. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Coachers, I'm 5'6". That's that's short for a is guy. Is it? I, absolutely, and you know it is. All right. All right. We like to start this podcast off with a little, Would you rather? No, 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 no. Would you rather have your grandmother's hairstyle or your grandmother's first name? Uh, grandma's first name is Sophia hairstyle is the perm. I'm not much of a fan of the perm. I'm going to go with Sophia. It's such a unique name that people would almost have to question. That is really your name. Where did you get that from? Oh, my grandma. Let me tell you about her. I think it lends itself some great conversation. You get to talk about your grandma and I love my grandma. Call me Sophia. I had a grandma. His name was Lillian and my dad's, my other grandma was Evelyn. So I would have to pick one of those names or the hairstyle I think I'd go with the hairstyle. I, I don't know exactly what it was. My grandma had kind of like, uh, I guess, a little mini perm. And so I guess I'd go with the mini perm because I don't want to walk around going by Evelyn or Lillian all day. Yeah, my grandparents were Abuelita Maria and Abuelita Josefina. And uh, I, I mean, I don't care for either of those names. They're very traditional Mexican names. But they both had hair. I don't have any hair. So I would take both of their hairstyles. And you're right. One of my grandmothers, had a, she had a perm. So maybe that was the thing back then. I don't know. Yeah, and I think maybe that's what the old ladies do is they just kind of perm it up because that's easy, I, I guess. I don't know. Do you know what perm stands for? Yeah, perm. No, no, no. It's, it's short for something. No. Permanent. <laughs> yeah, like permanent curls. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. That's what you come to the Sore Losers podcast for, to learn stuff. Wow, I had no idea that was what it was called. And what these older ladies do is they go to the hairdresser on a Saturday. They get their perm, and it lasts the whole week. Some women, it'll last for two weeks, but then they don't have to. They're not really showering their hair. They're bathing, but then their hair's good for an entire week, and they don't have to style it. Yes, my dad's grandma, uh, or my dad's mom, which was Evelyn, my grandma. That was Evelyn. Yeah, she used to say she would get dressed up, all done up, like going to get your hair was a big deal. And she said she got her hair done. You know, she got got all done up, went and got her hair done. And as she's walking home, a bird pooped right in her hair. No. And she remembers that vividly. And I remember her just telling that story like it was the worst thing in the world. She's like, just right in the brand new hairstyle. Do you guys still have your grandparents? Because mine died like 15 years ago. Both no, of them. My, my grandparents are passed on. Okay. 
Uh, you, Ray? Well, I had the great grandparents. They still they well, no, no no they recently passed, but the grandparents are still living large. I mean, just dominating life, chilling. Uh, I believe they're in hospice right now in their nineties, but they're all just crushing it. Wow! So you have all four grandparents? Yeah, I, it was normal for us to have the great grandparents alive. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. Uh, and last night, which was uh, something I saw that was impressive. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. gets a lot of bad press for his attitude, being a little not a team player, yelling at people on the sideline. There's a video of him and Marquise Goodwin before the game yesterday. They go up, and there's this woman, and she's in a wheelchair, and they're just having a dance party with her, and it was the coolest video that I've seen in a while. And it turns out that the woman in the wheelchair, I believe, is Marquise Goodwin's sister, and they just go over there and she's dancing with them, like, you know, doing her arms. And it was just a cool moment, I felt like, before a big game, before Monday Night Football. Not They weren't doing it because the cameras were on them or anything. They were just two buddies enjoying each other's company and dancing with Marquise Goodwin's sister. And it is a really cool video. We'll tweet it out at Sore Losers Show on Twitter. And I just want to say... Odell Beckham, you are awesome. Like you're awesome. Like that was, that was a cool moment. It was, like you get a lot of bad press. We need to give him good press when he does something good. And I, I thought it was a really cool moment. Yeah, we see him kicking the field goal kicker net, and it coming back and hitting him in the head. And, and we see him making his awesome one handed catches. But that's definitely the first video of that that surfaced of him. Yeah, it was really nice. And and the Giants went on to win last night. It was two terrible teams and. I just, I, I mean, I wanted to bring in funeral music today because I just want to announce the end of Eli Manning's career. This is it this year? It has to be, guys. Wow. He He looks so bad. Like, going into the last drive, I think he was 19 of 31 for 120 yards. He ended up with 188 yards and three TDs, which, okay, but I just do not understand how he can be the quarterback going forward. Like, you need to maybe put in the backup and see what you have for the future. Like, is the backup quarterback maybe your quarterback of the future? Uh, If I was a defensive coordinator and the Giants were on my schedule the rest of the season, I would blitz Eli Manning every single down because the offensive line can't block. And once you get within two feet of Eli Manning, what's he do? He folds up like a lawn chair because he can't move. He's a sitting duck. I would blitz Blitz and blitz again. Two terrible teams, and they they eked out the win. They covered the three and a half, like I said. But Eli Manning, it's over, man. This this is your swan song. You had a good career. You won two Super Bowls, and they brought up a great conversation on Monday Night Football last night. They posed the question, Eli Manning, is he a Hall of Famer? Would you, if a ballot was in front of you, say, Eli Manning, you go to Canton with the best of the best of all time? Does Eli Manning to deserve to be enshrined? No. No. Well, I mean, he was just known for stopping the Patriots, having their undefeated season and their miracle year where they win every game. That In college, that's what he was known for. Wow, they pulled it off. They won the Super Bowl. But that was that's really all I know Eli Manning for. He's done nothing like stat wise. He doesn't get six touchdowns. He doesn't put up 400, 500 yards. He's not on Sports Center ever. I haven't seen the dude on Sports Center in five years. So I don't know really how you can put somebody like that in the Hall of Fame. Maybe he gets in because in uh, when Peyton, you know, in the Hall of Fame, it, he's listed as Peyton's brother. 
So maybe that's how his name gets in <laughs> that's there. That's why, because he's a Manning? Yes. You have to, though. He's got two Super Bowl champions. He was the MVP twice. Like, he's done stuff. He's not your highlight guy. He's not on ESPN Sports Center all the time. But he got the job done for many years. Like, he, the team went to the Super Bowl, and they won. He didn't shine, but whatever. Like, he deserves to be. I guess if Dan, uh, who would be a quarterback that's in there? Um Jim Kelly, like Jim Kelly, great, good quarterback. But I mean, he won a lot of Super Bowls, but that's probably why he's in there. Jim Kelly wasn't a crazy quarterback that people still talk about all the time, you know, like Joe Montana was. And just Jim Kelly didn't win a single Super Bowl. I was going to say, did they ever win? Oh, well, they were there 20 yeah, they times. Went, they went Maybe like they were there 20 times. They went like four in a row and they <laughs> lost wide right. Okay. Wide, I mean, they just, they lose. Okay. They were back to back to back to back losers. But I'm saying, okay, well, I'm saying if Jim Kelly's in there, like, I think they got to throw Eli a bone. I mean, he's hung in there with the best. Yes, dude, you're right. Play the funeral music because his career's done. Although last night he had some pretty good shots. Like, I, I mean, he play, he can throw the ball better than Dak can. You know, I mean, you see some of the accuracy in his throws. The dude still kind of got it. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, pass rush the dude, and he's going to fall down a fetal position, and, and the, the Giants will lose. I would not vote Eli Manning into the Hall of Fame. I just... When I look at his body of work, yes, he's won two Super Bowls. So they got hot a couple times in the playoffs, and they won the Super Bowl. I just don't think his whole body of work, he had those two good playoff runs. Besides that, he has done nothing. I don't even know the last time he, he's been to the playoffs. And and here's what's crazy. Each time he's been to the playoffs, he's only the only time he won games, they won the Super Bowl. Everyone else one and done in the playoffs. And I just, I don't think he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. When I look at him, I don't think, man, that's one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen play football. I think he's just an average guy that the team got hot. And I felt like the defense is what carried him in those, to the Super Bowls. That defensive line, getting pressure on Brady, sacking Brady, causing havoc on the defense. Yes, he was named the MVP of the Super Bowl, but they like to give the MVP of the Super Bowl to some offensive weapon, always the quarterback, usually. I just I would not vote for Eli Manning to the Hall of Fame. And it's weird to say that because he has won two Super Bowls, but if that's the case, then Robert Ory in the NBA would be in the uh name the college or the basketball hall of fame because he's won like seven championships. I mean, I guess I take it back. There are really aren't a lot of quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame. Like I'm going down the list, and the only one that I can see that maybe doesn't that really snuck in there is Warren Moon because, I mean, he was a good quarterback. but Warren Yeah, Moon, he just had a lot of yards, yeah. and he stuck around for a long I, time. I he mean, was good. You're talking about John Elway, Dan Marino, Joe Montana, like Joe Namath, Bart Starr, the best. And it's going to get interesting with the Hall of Fame now because they throw the ball all the time. All these quarterbacks that have won nothing – do they get in the Hall of Fame just because they have these stats of, oh, he's thrown for 25,000 yards or whatever. And so it's going to be interesting. Like quarterbacks like Phillip Rivers, he's never won anything. Yeah. And they talk about he's in games, really. <laughs> and they talk about he could be a Hall of Fame quarterback. And it's all because, oh, he broke this record. He broke this. He's the all time leading passer in San Diego Chargers history, now Los Angeles Chargers history. Well, yeah, because it's a new league where they throw it. All the time. So the Hall of Fame is about to get real interesting with the quarterback position. And guys, don't they turn down the Hall of Fame? Uh, 
didn't T.O. was it T.O.? He no, he talk? didn't go. No, 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 he didn't go to the ceremony, but he got into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, why would you turn that down? I, I don't never. think you can turn it down once you're voted in. <laughs> I don't think you can be like, ah, guys, you know what? Ah, that's good. <laughs> that's, don't put me in Hall of Fame. Don't that's put me. Like, we want to give you the Nobel Peace Prize, and you're like, no, nah, I'm good. I mean, yeah, you, don't have to do you that know too. what? I, if, you're gonna put me up in Canton? No, nah, I'm good, dude. Just don't worry about it. Thanks for voting me, but I'm gonna, tu- I'm gonna, I'm gonna de- reject that. Yeah, I'm gonna pass, pass, hard Thank pass. You, Thank you. But yeah, so it's interesting, and I just, I want Eli, I, I don't, I just feel like he should announce, hey man, I'm going to retire in this year, but mentally, I think he thinks he can still do it. Probably, and also, do you, I mean, what if the dude doesn't have any hobbies? I kind of think about that like with my dad. The one reason my dad hasn't yep. retired, he does, I don't know if he has enough stuff to fill his days. He's just going to, my dad would just walk around the property all day, every day. Well, you might as well be at work making money then. I don't know if Eli has... Is he's like thinking? He's like, man, I'm not funny like my brother Peyton. I don't know if I can do the commercials. I probably this won't get. True. I probably won't get a TV job because I don't won't. have that great of a personality. Maybe I should just try and hang on as long as possible. He loves the game and he thinks he can still play. Yeah, but when you watch him play, it's obvious that it, it's time. It's it's time to just hey, you know, let's let's go ahead and move hang on. The helmet. Hang up the helmet. You know, hang up the throw the cleats over the wire, the telephone wire. Oh, yeah. You know, and just signify, hey, I'm done. So we're like Marshawn Lynch did, but then he's back. He's back. So, but the, but the new millennial quarterbacks, they all got swag. You, you got Dak, even as he's not doing as amazing this year, but he still got swag. You got Patrick Mahomes, swag. Eli, I mean, that dude just walks around with his tail between his legs. Any game, like he never looks confident. See, Dak would be better for the Giants than what Eli is because. Dak is athletic and can run. When the, the the rush gets in there, he would be able to get outside the pocket. Eli can't do that. They yeah, need, but neither can Brady. Like, no, I mean, no, it's, but Brady wouldn't be good with the Giants right now because you need a mobile quarterback because that offensive line is so bad, and Eli's not it. Eli's not it. I mean, you want to bring Nick Mullins over from San Francisco? Maybe you want to sign him. I don't know. Okay, wait, wait. That's a, that's a good point. Like, Do you think Nick Mullins now has created a future for him in the NFL? Oh, he'll be after two games. He's a backup quarterback in the NFL. No, but after two games, do you think some team out there with the desperately looking for a quarterback will be looking at Nick Mullins? No. Okay. No. Because you said that, and I was like, I wonder if that's in people's minds right now. No, I don't think they see him as a starting quarterback. I think they see him as a uh, a backup quarterback. He he can be on the bench, and if you need him to spot start or someone goes hurt, you he's shown that he's okay. But let's be real, he's played two terrible teams. He hasn't played a good team yet. He played the Raiders. Yeah, terrible. Awful. The Giants, awful. The Raiders have how many wins? One win. Mm -hmm. The Giants have how many wins? Two wins. Mm -hmm. That's it. So, I don't know who's on the... relax. Well, yes. I do like his heart, though. I mean, I do like his... his, I mean, it's hard to say because he... He's been sitting for so long. Like he's he's re- he's ready to play. So someone that's ready to play like, is going to have drive. Is going to have heart. They're going to have this energy that a lot of quarterbacks don't. But just the way he plays, it seems like he's got a good mind for a quarterback. Well, he's a smart dude. Obviously, smart he, he, dude. obviously he's he's smart football wiser. He wouldn't be where he is. He's done pretty well to make it to the NFL. Hang on. And he was on the practice squad. How long has he been in the NFL? Three years? Two or three. Yeah, two years, I think. He was see, on the practice squad. See, but I, I picture a lot of backup quarterbacks. Like, who was that Arkansas guy who was late in Houston? Uh, uh, Ryan Mallett. Ryan Mallett. Like, that's who I see, like, a lot of backup quarterbacks where they just don't have it. Like, Ryan Mallett looked like he didn't have the head for to be a quarterback. Didn't He was okay, but he was never going to be a starting quarterback. 
And but when you see someone like Mullins come up, you're like, oh no, wait a minute, this guy's got a good head on his shoulder. He makes good calls. I mean, he's got the athletic ability. This guy could be a starter somewhere. See, people thought Ryan Mallett was going to be a starter, correct? But he just he didn't do it. He was late. He he didn't get the mental part. He sort of like Chad Kelly. He got kicked out of Clemson. Yeah, he's done so in the NFL. And then right? he was on the Bronco. He's, he went to Ole Miss, and then he, yeah. he he went to the Broncos. He got a he made it to the number two quarterback, and they're like, oh, he could be the starter. Then a few weeks ago, he gets caught. He just goes into someone's house, trying to go into someone's house, trespassing. Cut. I just think he has a problem. There's something wrong, and I don't know if it's you know what if it's mental or if it's he's on something. But there's something wrong there. But yes. Mullins, I think, has proven that, okay, I belong, that I can be a backup quarterback. I don't know about starting quarterback, and it's not going to help this week. They play the Buccaneers, one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Then it'll get a little tougher. They play the Seahawks, Broncos, and then Seahawks again. Then Mullins gets to play the Bears. Look out, Mullins. You don't want to do that. Is is I'm sorry, Ray. Is Beathard out like of the mix now? I mean, will they ever consider I don't know. That, that's a good question. I feel like they're going to go with Mullins. I feel like they, they, they're going to stick with Mullins unless, you know, Beathard's 100% because I guess he's still a little bit injured maybe and they think Mullins better. But I think they're happy with what Mullins did. I don't think they expect to win these games. They're just getting a look at, okay, who should be our backup quarterback in the future because Garoppolo's their future. Yeah, the dude hey. was sitting in his suite last night too. Yeah. Probably had his porn star chick in there with him. He was dating her before the yeah, season. Yeah, I know. They were out on dates. Oh, he did? Yeah. Well, I love how Probably her talk- co-stars. Probably. These quarterback names we're mentioning this year, Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, Mullins. I mean, who would have thought before the year Mullins. we were going to be talking about these dudes? <laughs> you went you went uh, Fitzpatrick. Who would you rather have going forward, Dak Prescott or Jameis Winston? Dak. Dak. Jameis, for some weird reason, he sat those, whatever, six games out. He doesn't look right. He's not as good as he used to be. Tampa Bay ain't good. Defense is terrible. He's on a bad team. Jameis just it was so promising. That six-game suspension, don't know if that even played into anything, but the Bucks suck now. They're not good anymore. I think Jameis is a is a kind of like a, a wild card where you just don't know what you're going to get with the dude on or off the field. It's kind of like... Actually, you act, you act like off the field you know him. Oh, he's crazy. You never know if he's going to show up on time. The oh, dude's he, accused for so many things. Like, it's So like, he went into a grocery <laughs> store and got some crab legs. But that's Once, not all he did. Uh, all he did more? Done. I mean, he, so was, he made a mistake Uber. in college. The Uber girl and okay. the girl in college, the alleged sexual assault. Now I'm, that I'm realizing this, we do know a decent her. amount about him. He is kind of a wild card. Yes, come on. <laughs> It's an interesting question because Dak's ceiling is a lot lower than Jameis Winston. A- uh, athletically, like uh, as, as a quarterback. As a quarterback, yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. I don't mean as a no, human I being. I, I don't. I don't. Just clarify. I. The problem with Jameis Winston is he turns the ball over so much. He throws at least. He's good for two interceptions a game. If he, I don't know how you teach him to cut down on that. If it's just he takes too many risks. Dak Prescott, on the other hand. You guys hate him. You want to get rid of him in Dallas. You're already like, oh, he's terrible. He's terrible. I didn't say that. I say he's got to get on that tire practice. He's got to practice every day, throw that ball in the tire every day in the backyard, something, because he's got to get his accuracy down. It's not there. That's all I've said. I like him. I, I like that. That's, dude, we stuck with Tony Romo for years, and he was terrible. He broke our hearts over and no, over. No, Tony Romo is 
better than Dak Prescott. Okay, but I'm saying he's not around anymore. So come on, we need something new. And Dak's our dude right now. So he's we're, your we're dude right him. now. But do you want to sign him long term? Do you want to give him a contract that says you are our franchise quarterback going forward for how many years? Five. Five years. Five years. I'd give him five years because we're not going to find. We're not going to find. The Cowboys will not find a better quarterback available right now in the next two years. So why? Let's just get Dak better. And I'm not saying because Dak went to Mississippi State, correct? In Mississippi, yes. Okay. The inferior school in Mississippi, in my opinion. I, I think the better school there is Ole Miss. But anyway, so the college coaches didn't think he was going to be that great. NFL coaches, we didn't think he was going to be that great. And then all of a sudden they got off to a hot start. So I almost think that Lunch is a better owner than Jerry Jones. Because Jerry Jones thought Dak was amazing. And now we're realizing, uh, I mean, he's not that great. He, <laughs> Tony he, Romo's actually better. He, he, he Well... Tony Romo was old and broken at we the end of his career. We were tricked by what we saw on the TV. We got totally eyeball fooled. And now we're realizing Dak really isn't an amazing... Now we see Patrick Mahomes and stuff, the new class. Dak isn't amazing. Well, I don't ever think he was thought of as a... He, he was. A, that he, record. They started so hot. They got they had Z, a good. They're eating had a good, oatmeal. Dude, that's every five yards are eating oatmeal. We all bought into that. Now, is he he, eating, what is he eating? Is he eating oatmeal? <laughs> I always thought he was eating Lucky Charm. No, no, no. It's soup, right? Oh, I, you think it's chicken the... Chicken noodle soup. You think it's Campbell's soup? Yeah. Well, it, it, okay, so Harden does it too, and whenever Harden does it, I always think he's eating a bowl of cereal. James Harden. Okay, because he goes kind of deeper he into the bowl. He goes deeper into the bowl. Oh. See, then, I thought I thought is Zeke's could be applesauce because it's very smooth. It's quick, and applesauce can just fly in the mouth. It's quick, but he's very focused. You have to focus when you're eating the oatmeal. I always think when he breaks up the middle for 10, eat that oatmeal. Eat that oatmeal. I saw something this week with the Cowboy, with Ezekiel this week, that I had never seen him do. He probably ate maybe one time. The oh, whole game? No, he, he ate a lot more than that. No, no, no. He didn't. Make, he didn't do the eating sign. He would have first downs. He would score, but he wouldn't do it because I feel like his head was in the game. It wasn't on Zeke. It wasn't on like first down. Feed me, feed me. Cameras on me. He would get the ball. Maybe he was a little winded or whatever. He'd forget to eat. But the dude was like, <laughs> dude, you his, must have been watching a different game because I watched him do it like three times in a row. No, I didn't see it at all. I saw it one time, and then I was like, good, Zeke, stop doing the eat. Let's focus on the game. I like that. Oh, I I don't mind the eating. It's not. It's really just something. Or when people point the ball and or they spin the ball when they get a first down. He, he does both. Yes, but back to the Dak thing. I don't know. I would. What I would do is if you don't feel confident, you can find a QB right now. You don't know if Dak is what it is. I would offer him two years, thirty million dollars. That's why so you need fi- to be the owner. Fifteen million dollars a year. It's two years, so you're not tied down long term if it doesn't work out. Let Dak say, you know what? We believe in you. But we don't know if we're ready to commit to you for a full-term marriage. We're going to date you for a couple more years and see if we put more talent around you, what can develop. And then you're not committing your whole salary cap to him. You're not tied down by this crazy contract for just an average quarterback. Maybe he develops into something more than average and more than serviceable, but I don't know. And it's sort of like Tampa Bay. What do they do with Jameis Winston? I would do the same thing, like, Maybe you get a different coach that can teach him not to throw interceptions, can be a little more protective of the ball because he, he does fumble it a lot. Offer him a little two-year deal. Or you go out, here's the quarterback I want, I'm want. i interested in, free agent, Teddy Bridgewater. He was solid in Minnesota. He's the backup in New Orleans. I think he could be a stopgap, and maybe he turns into a franchise quarterback. So it's very interesting what you have to do going forward because people get nervous. All these NFL teams get nervous about the 
quarterback position because it's so hard to find one that they automatically just throw big money at these quarterbacks that maybe don't deserve it, like Ryan Tannehill. Like, is he really a franchise quarterback in Miami? He's a good quarterback. A I mean, good quarter, a, a, I, a decent it, quarterback. Here's he, the thing, Blake I mean, Bortles. It, like, what do you do with him? Even like, I just and I can speak for the Cowboys because I'm, I've been a fan and been watching for so long. But we, the Cowboys, spent a long, long, long time, and every team goes through this. But they spent a long time looking for a quarterback. You remember the Quincy Carter days? Like, yeah, just over and over. Let's try this guy. Let's try this dude. I mean, remember Vinny Testaverde? He was kind of good. Let's try him. Like, it was just. Terrible, like Bernie Kosar. It was just Drew Henson. It was just quarterback after quarterback because it's impossible to find a good quarterback. Like so hard, and there is hope in Dak. And I don't think the Cowboys want to go from Tony Romo to Dak to let's just start all over and let's just try to find someone. And for the next ten years, we're going to rotate quarterbacks in and out. I think that they just want hope, and Dak is good enough to bring the hope and get the team to where we're not losing every single game. He's just not where we need to go to the playoffs. Because I, I look at what Minnesota did. They had Teddy Bridgewater. He gets hurt. So they go get Sam Bradford. Eh. They bring in Case Keenum. He does a decent job. And they could have re-signed Bridgewater or Case Keenum, but they went out and got Kirk Cousins. So it's just interesting how the quarterback position causes so much panic because you don't want, know what to do. Do you throw big money at these guys that are just average, like Blake Bortles? Or do you say, you know what? That's not good enough. We need to reset and start over. Well, and also, too, with the Cowboys, like you think all the money's going to Zeke, right? I mean, it will. Because he is your key player. Like the dude can obviously run, he's a great blocker. He could. He, oh he, gosh, I, I mean, go. he sometimes he's a receiver. He can do everything. He's, he's your everything, dude. So maybe it's they don't want to spend a lot of money on a. On a on a quarterback that they know is going to be better than Dak. Maybe they just think that they can just have train Dak and teach him to be a better quarterback throughout the years. I don't know. That's and that's the thing with the NFL is it seems to be the MO is you got to have a quarterback on his rookie contract and other everybody else is getting paid and that's when you go win the Super Bowl. Cuz once you pay your quarterback, they it's suck. very hard to win the Super Bowl. Seattle had to pay Russell Wilson then they couldn't pay their offensive line. Then they couldn't pay their defense. And it kind of broke apart. Now it's back to... You need a budget guy that just comes in, get a Super Bowl out of them, send them on down the line. And, and, and the Saints are trying to prove... The only one is Brady because he takes less money. He doesn't take the $30 million a year that a lot of these quarterbacks get. Aaron Rodgers wants to be the highest paid quarterback in the league. Guess where that's getting him? Nowhere. Nowhere. Matthew Stafford's making $26 million. Where's that get him? Nowhere. Nowhere. I feel like these teams should make the quarterback their superstar. Like, pimp them out. Like, put them in commercials. Give them the money so that they can have endorsement money and feel like they're making a lot of money, but the but the actual team doesn't have to pay them the money. You know what I mean? Because you see Dak in, like, commercials, and you're like, you do? Oh, yeah, he's he, yeah, he does um, a soup commercial, and then he does yeah. whichever one he's warming up. He's like, I don't have time. Maybe it's that one. And then and I've, <laughs> seen, I've seen him in a couple commercials. He's not a good actor. Oh, he is the soup commercial. That's the warming up one where he's yeah. like, I don't have to. I train and eat at the same yeah, time. Yeah, and I've seen him in another one. But what I'm saying is, if the teams could like help him get these endorsements, then they don't have to pay him. But Dak is making good money. He's like, hey, I'm good where I'm at. That's not how they look no, at it, though. Not how it no, that's not how they, they want guaranteed money. Because if they get hurt, guess what goes away? The those commercials. commercials. But what doesn't go away? That salary. Yeah, and you got to watch out for those maybe deals because I was promised a gym membership with our other show, the Bobby Bone Show, and they told me, "Oh, turn of the year, 
We are getting you a gym endorsement. How'd that you, go? You are going to be the face of a gym. I mean, there's a litany of gyms in Nashville. So many. Every street corner. Gym, gym. Oh, boxing gym. Gym, track, gym, CrossFit, gym, bar class. All this stuff. Not one endorsement. What month are we on? We're in November. So they sometimes stuff yeah, gets said and it never happens. So maybe that's the same thing with the NFL guys. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. None of these commercials are guaranteed. I want the money, baby. You want the guaranteed Teed. money. Got to yeah. get that guaranteed money, and that's what Le'Veon Bell wants. That's why, guess what? And he's sitting out all year. He's sitting out all year, folks. Man, and we talked about him all year, and he ain't playing all year. And I just feel like media, everybody missed on this one. Everybody said, oh, he's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. No, no, he didn't come back all year. At no, I don't know if anybody predicted that he wasn't going to come back at all. Now it's obvious. The past couple of weeks, it's like, oh, Le'Veon's not coming back. But nobody guessed that. He tricked everybody, and he found like some, his agent found a little thing in the contract. So he smarted out everybody. So what's what's the loophole? Like what? It's his decision, obviously. Yeah, it's his decision. He has to report by four o'clock Eastern today. So there's still a few hours. I don't know when you're listening to this, but he's still from when we're recording this. He still has a few hours to report, and he could report, and we could look stupid by saying he's not going to report. But four p.m. Eastern uh, is when he has to come in and sign the tag. If not, he is ineligible to play this season. And then it gets just crazy. Yeah, he does get crazy because I'm like, uh, Steelers go playoff run. Is he? He can't even go on the sidelines or anything. They go win the Super Bowl. Is he on the duck boats? Is he? Celebra- does he get a ring? Oh, wow. Does he get a ring? Uh, is he celebrating Ooh, with the team? Is he? That's tweeting? a good question. If they go to the playoffs, do you think Le'Veon Bell is cheering for them to win the Super Bowl? Uh, no. I mean, he, there's probably other money things in his contract where it looks good or something like that. But he's not under contract. All right. No. He's rooting against his team. He doesn't have a team right now in his mind. In his mind, he's thinking Le'Veon Bell is the team he's rooting for. Like, no Steelers, whatever. Like, right now, it's all about Le'Veon Bell. He doesn't care what the Steelers do at this point. That would be a waste. If they win the Super Bowl and homeboy is just chilling, he's like, oh, man, did I make a dumb decision. I am the dumbest person ever. I would have won that Super Bowl. Dang it. I don't think that'll ever cross his mind because, I mean. Absolutely it will. No, no, yes. no, no I, I think Even you 10 have years to. down the road, if he never wins a Super Bowl and they win it without him, he, he will kick himself, be like, dang it, I didn't win a Super Bowl. My, I am hurting. My point is that he will train his mind to think. Obviously, should he think that he's a big idiot? Yes. If they win the Super Bowl without him, yes, you got to think that. But I think in his mind, he's going to train himself not to think that. But you know him and his agent are like, okay, listen, here's the deal. We have been on Sports Center all season. We're geniuses. Good job. Bam. Hand daps. We also, we have tricked the Steelers. We sat out the whole season. We're going to get so much money. Hand daps. Oh, we found this loophole in the contract where you don't even have to play all year and we're going to make tons of money and we're tricking the system. Hand daps. But the only downside of all this is, what if the dang Steelers win the Super Bowl? You're going to miss out on that. Sorry, dog. Hand daps. I think he's cheering for them to win the Super Bowl still. And because it's not that he's cheering. He's cheering for his teammates. He likes those guys. His battle is with management. So he doesn't want to sign because of management not wanting to give more money. That's where his beef's at. I think on the field, he actually likes a lot of those guys. I mean, not obviously, you're not going to like everybody on the team, but I think he's rooting for them to win a Super Bowl, to go out there and represent and, and get that ring just for them and the goodness of their friendship. I think he cheers for them. I don't think he sits at a bar in a, in a Ravens jersey and is going, let's go Flacco, 
Let's go fly. I don't think he does that. I think he cheers for the Steelers. You're missing the point. I don't think he's cheering for the Ravens. I think he's sitting at the bar going, let's go, Le'Veon. Let's go, well, Le'Veon. How, well, how does he cheer for himself when he's because not playing? Because at that point, you have to cheer for yourself. Who's but what is he cheering for? For his career. Like, he's cheering that, you know what, whatever, man, I made the right decision. I don't care what this, these guys do. They can win. They can lose. Who cares? Le'Veon's going to be on the field tomorrow, uh, next year, and Le'Veon's going to dominate. Le'Veon's not over. Le'Veon made the right decision, even though it could be the wrong decision. You know who we need to talk to and investigate and interview? His ex-Michigan State teammates that didn't make it into the NFL and just be like, hey, man, what kind of a guy is he? Tell me some dirt on this guy. What was he like in college? Oh, man, all the time, dude. He'd like do his laundry and like just throw water everywhere, and he wouldn't do the dishes, and he would never pay rent on time. Right. I want some cool stories like that from his ex-Michigan State teammates that didn't make it what in the NFL. What about Steelers that have retired, what, that used to play with them? Also with them, but they also are sitting on retirement money. They don't necessarily need to talk, but I think the Michigan State guys – that, that just got some dirt on him. If you're out there, what if they're? What if they, he's just a good dude all around? You don't want that. No, if he is, then that'd be fascinating. But what does that have to do with anything? Nothing. It doesn't have it to do with anything. But I'm saying <laughs> to huh. get some dirt on this guy, that'd be just it, where we're hearing about Eddie saying the roots for himself. I want some guys to kind of corroborate that and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. One time I heard him cheering for himself in the bathroom. Like, I want other guys to say yes. Just like Eddie said, he is so into himself. He's in love with himself. One time he stared in the mirror for 10 minutes straight. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying he loves himself. I'm saying that. Of course he loves himself. All these players love themselves. They have to. They have to. Exactly. But but what what I'm I'm saying, though, what I'm saying is that he's got to convince himself that he's making the right decision. I don't think he's going to sit back in sadness or or um uh this this regret you know he's not gonna sit and regret and be like man i should have done this like i should he's got he committed to this decision him and his agent and in his mind whatever happens from here on out he's gonna be like i made the right decision for Le'Veon. i don't care about the steelers i don't care about anyone else this is the right decision for me and i'm glad i did it and then maybe in the back of his mind he's like shoot i messed up now I, 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 you know what I mean? No, I don't. I think he, he financially, he's going to think he made the right decision because he has to protect his future. But Super Bowl wise, he may think, man, I missed out on a chance to win a Super Bowl ring. If the Steelers, yeah. I'm not saying the Steelers are going to go. So yeah, there, right. there's two separate issues. So I think he can still believe financially he made the right decision, but career wise, like the hardware wise, because you you want a Super Bowl ring. If he never wins one, he'll be like. Dang, I made a bad decision on that aspect. Yes, but it's it's a two different little things. So he can be right and he can be wrong. He yes. can miss out on the journey. You're right, and if that happens, he will feel that way. But he could also feel like if they do win a Super Bowl, he's like, "That's all right. I'm ready to win a Super Bowl myself." Like whatever I, team he goes, whatever to. team he goes. And to. here's the interesting part: is the Steelers could put the transition tag on him going into 2019. So that means he's allowed to negotiate with other teams. He signs a contract with another team, an offer sheet. The Steelers have the option to match that. And then he has to stay with the Steelers. Or they let him sign, and then they get a draft pick in return. So they're going to get something for him. Or they sign him and trade him. They, they know, okay, the Jets want to sign him for three years and $80 million. We'll sign and trade. So that way he doesn't just walk away without them getting nothing. Mm. It's an interesting. It's interesting because all along it was like, oh, he's going to report... Oh, he's going to report by the bye week, and now it's, oh, I don't think he's going to report by the 4 p.m. deadline. Dude, we talked about him the entire season. <laughs> yes, and now we will not have to talk about him ever again. Thank if God. He, no, we'll talk about him if he doesn't report. Be like, oh, he didn't report, he didn't or report. he reported. And I want to go back 
Now, and if you're a fantasy player, I'm sorry, man. Oh, he people totally that drafted him. You. Oh, because you drafted boy. him top five, right? Oh, tra- two, three, two oh, or three. Oh my god! I think Todd Gurley was the number one pick for pretty much everybody, and then Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, and if you're in a keeper league where you keep the guys from season to season, you hate Le'Veon Bell right now. Yeah, He's and probably the, the worst person you ever. Met. And I want to say thank you to the guy in my league. It's a keeper league that he drafted Le'Veon Bell number two overall. And didn't bother to draft James Conner, and I drafted him in the 14th round. Um, let's just say I'm going to tell you guys now that's going to be my keeper next year because I'm going to give up a 14th round draft pick for Conner. So I just want to say thank you to Brian. I really appreciate it, and I want to say thank you to Scott, my buddy Scott Wishnew. He um, he just traded a first, his next year's first round pick and third round pick for Kareem Hunt and Le'Veon Bell because he was thinking Le'Veon was going to report. Oh. That sucks. You guys are in a legit fantasy league where you can make those kind of trades. Oh, yeah. Wow. How about that? He gave up his first and third for Le'Veon and Kareem Hunt because he thought Le'Veon Bell was coming back. (laughs) If your husband, boyfriend, or you yourself are in a league where it's a keeper league and you can make these first, second round draft picks for the next year, like that is a, you are one step down from being an owner. It's so fun. (laughs) It makes it so much better. It makes it so much better. Like in, in one of my leagues, I'm in a few leagues. I folded my team this year. I had Patrick Mahomes, Antonio Brown, Joe Mixon, Gronk, and I was three and six. I don't know how. So I traded Mahomes. I traded Antonio Brown and Joe Mixon. I got an extra first round, an extra second round, an extra third round pick next year. Boys, I should dominate that league next year. Okay, so are you excited about the money when you play fantasy, or are you excited to to just be the smartest dude out of the whole group and be the better owner? Like, in your mind... When it's I play fa- fantasy. It's fantasy. So the whole point of fantasy football is for you to fantasize as you being an owner of an NFL football team. You get to choose whatever player you want, start them when you want, trade them when you want. Cut them when you want. Cut them when you want. You're a fantasy owner. You're not real. You're acting like an owner. In your mind, Lunchbox, do you care about winning the money as the owner, fantasy owner, or do you care about being the smartest owner and winning the whole thing to brag and say, I want, I'm smarter than all you guys? Well, I, I want to win first and foremost. I want to win because, hey, for when the you money? win. No, for bragging rights. Okay. But then the money is also awesome too. But what people have to understand is that fantasy is a lot of luck. All these people that tell me they're the best fantasy player. Oh, I'm such a genius of fantasy. Guys, you understand there is a lot of luck involved in fantasy sports. Like this past weekend, Eric Ebron, who is a tight end for the Colts, had a rushing touchdown. Because you played Ebron, you got a rushing touchdown. That doesn't make you a good owner. That means you got lucky. Or they get a, like, Eli Manning throws a pass and Odell Beckham gets tackled at the one. And then they give it to Saquon Barkley. Does that make Odell Beckham Jr.'s manager owner in fantasy stupid? No, it's just he got tackled at the one. Or Saquon Barkley runs 80 yards and gets tackled at the one. He's tired. He's got to come out. And they bring in the backup running back, Gallman, and he runs in for a touchdown. Does that make Barkley's owner an idiot? No, he got unlucky because he got tackled at the one. So there is a lot of luck involved, but there is strategy and smarts. Because definitely strategy and smarts. There is definitely that. But there is a difference between a team that goes 0-16 and a team that usually don't play 16. 13 right? or 14 13. weeks. 0-13 and a team that goes 13-0. and 0. That's not luck. There is a lot of strategy difference There is strategy, but it's sort of like if um, someone gets hurt and they're out for like Cooper Cup. Tears his ACL this weekend. That's going to hurt a lot of teams. Does that mean you're a bad fantasy owner? No, it's just you're unlucky. 
That's what happens. And Le'Veon Bell, you drafted him. You're un... Well, you're kind of an idiot, but anybody would have drafted him if you're sitting in the top five because you all the reports were he was coming back. So it's lucky, unlucky. But you have to be bold and play some players that like, ooh, I'm going to draft this guy, take some chances, and that's what happens. But then I want to go back to the Cowboys. Jason Garrett. Like it takes guts to ha- you know play certain players. Sometimes you start Trubisky over you over Brady. That takes bold strategy. Why does it take Jason Garrett in the media? Everybody talking about it, he's going to lose his job for him to have guts and just start going balls to the wall. And why do coaches do that? Why do they wait until you know what? I'm already out of it. I'm eliminated. Now I'm going to run trick plays and I'm going to get creative on offense and I'm going to take chances. Why don't they do that all the time? The Cowboys though tonight, they run a fake punt. They're running reverses. Like, Why don't coaches do that more often even when they're secure in their job? Why wait until your job's on the line to get creative and go crazy? Yeah, I, I would compare it to gambling. Like when you go to Vegas, you start off with like 300 bucks, right? And you show up and you're like, oh, let me just be safe with my $300. And then it's the last day. It's Sunday morning, and you've got a hundred bucks left, and you're like, "Holy crap! I have not been betting well. Balls to the wall. Let's just go!" Like, yeah, and all of a sudden, go. you're playing Wheel of Fortune. There you're playing you some fish game. You're rolling the slots. Like, you are getting wacky on the casino floor because you're desperate, man, and, and you're you got weird feelings going on because it sucked for a while. So let's just try some nuts stuff. Let it roll all the way to Tokyo. Never saying? heard that saying in my I, life. Dude, up, put that on a t-shirt and print it. That That's a good one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't like to copy all the announcers. I'm making up my own. Letting it go in Tokyo. No, you said let it roll to Tokyo. Let Wait. it roll in Tokyo. Roll to Tokyo. I don't think that's a saying. I think you made that up. Woo! Oh, no, that's Paul McCartney live in Tokyo. No. That's it. What did he say? He's live in Tokyo. It's just oh, a video no, of him okay. singing live in Tokyo. He didn't say let it roll in no, Tokyo. Okay, but I've been watching go. some of these coaches now that they, they're saying their jobs are on the line and all of a sudden they're throwing trick plays, fake punts, and I'm like, why don't you do this more often, guys? Like, why I, I don't just, you? I just told you. No, but you know if you don't win, you're going to get fired, so why not? Time to go crazy, dude. When you go to the casino floor, the guy that's betting on snake eyes when you play craps, the guy that's betting on boxcars didn't just get there. He's been there all weekend, and he's been losing. And he's trying to make up in <laughs> a big and way. he's trying to get wacky with the money That's and it. hope for some luck. Yeah, I just wish coaches would take more chances earlier in the season. You know, and that, that Eagles coach does. You know, I like he how does. he goes for it on he fourth He does go every for it on fourth. Like, yeah, not every time, but fourth and two, go for what's it. What's like, his name? Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson. Yeah. I mean, he's one of those coaches that does that. Uh, I feel like um, the Chiefs coach, what's his name? Andy Reid. Andy Reid has does a lot of gutsy calls. Sean McVay does it Sean too. Sean McVay pretty gutsy. You got to go with uh, Titans coach. No, Rabel? dude, no, not he does gutsy a, at all. He did a fake punt. No, they scored a touchdown. They, they did a fake punt when the guy was wide open. There was no like that was when the gunner. He's the gunner. He's gonna run down on the outside. There was no one lined up over him. Like he was uh, wide. Like so, the punter just had to grab it and throw it to him. Like I, I still don't understand what the Texans were doing. That you're talking about like a week three game. Yeah, but sorry. That's okay. Uh, I, I just don't understand why. That's what it was. Yes, man. but yes, he did one trick play, and it was great. But then They did I, another one this week. Uh, Mariota went out for a pass. I laughed. Did you see Brady catch a pass this weekend? No. He, they did the whole, oh, fake reverse, and then they <laughs> throw it like to him. He five yards and, and tripped over the yard down, line. He first down, wide open, and da, 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 boom, and he oh. falls down. So then, I think it may have been the very next series, the Titans come back and run the exact same play, and Mariota catches it and runs for 15 yards. And, Vra- and Vrabel goes, I just wanted to make prove that we knew how to do it better than them. 
It was pretty well, the exact that, same play. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Hey, so here locally, Vrabel does this local um, uh, radio show. No, Mike, I, no, it's a TV show. Okay, Mike Vrabel is the head coach of the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, and, and we know. live in Nashville, so I, I'll tune in right before Dancing with the Stars. It's uh, Channel Two in Nashville. They play like a thirty-minute sit-down interview with Vrabel, and I'm like, this dude has to sit with this local reporter every week. And talk for 30 minutes about, like, that's got to be a little humbling for an NFL coach, right? To sit no, with a local did, guy. Yeah, you're getting paid. You're getting paid. How much is the local TV station paying him? That's It's part of the, they have a deal with the Titans. It's a sponsorship deal or whatever. So it's part of the contract. So they get the coach's show. Now, let me but tell you. It's, it's part it's, of the, it's part of the gig. Let me tell you, it's obvious that it is part of the gig and Rabel has, or somebody has agreed to it and he's got to do it because he sits there with his face, look on his face. I, I'm in the point right now in my, in, with my 10 year old, I'm teaching him how to do body language with people, be social with people, show body language. And I was using that interview as an example. I'm like, look at these two guys. The head coach on the left, interview on the right. What's the guy on the left? What's his body language? Uh, he doesn't really want to be there. Exactly. <laughs> That's Dude, a good teaching moment. I love that Eddie picked up on that because I thought the exact same thing. He's an NFL coach. He's doing these NFL type things, big things, huge contracts, making tons of money. They're traveling to London to go play football, doing this, doing that. Hey, coach, every uh, Monday night you got to sit down with a local <laughs> beat reporter and do this sit-down interview, and he looks miserable the entire 30 minutes. Does Belichick do this in, Probably. in Boston? <laughs> Probably. Some of them do a radio show. Some it's a TV show. It's, it's all different, but, yes, yeah, some of them, I, I would bet that Belichick does. Here, and uh, Nick Saban did come out and say, Tua will play against the Citadel. Oh. So we were wrong because we said that he's sitting out. You got it. I mean, it's like. So, Coach, let me ask you this, though. If he comes out and says that, does he have to do it? Yeah. He has to do it? Well, he doesn't have to. What, but if, it, what if he, like, just throws him in for the first drive and he then might, him? He might do that. And he because it's pretty stupid. It doesn't sound like something he should but he, do or would he do. But he thinks maybe, okay, there's low risk. He said the people around him need to do their job better. People need to block so he doesn't get hit. He needs to get rid of the ball faster. He needs to step up in the pocket and avoid the rush. So he's just criticizing his team. Like, they're not doing their job, so that's not my fault. Like, protect your quarterback. And here's the crazy thing. Alabama was voted number one again in the polls. Since 2009, Alabama has spent 79 weeks at number one. Wow. All other teams in college football in that time span, 79 weeks at number one. So every other team, Alabama has been these, like combined. Mm -hmm. So they've been number one, and every other team in NCAA in the college football has been number one I'm the same you, amount of time. 2009, since I was in college, they have been dominant. It is nuts. They are dominant. Always at the bars, always this, that. It's always Alabama since I've been in college. It's kind of remarkable, honestly. Yeah, it is. It's pretty impressive. Sort of like the Warriors are impressive. And the Warriors they, are starting hey, to be. They lost last night, and Draymond and Durant got into it on the bench. Who? Oh, Splash Brothers, drink. Drink. Anytime yeah. you say Splash Brothers, you have to Durant drink. said, pass me the ball. Because they're tied with the Clippers. About six seconds left. Clippers come up. They take a shot off the front of the rim. Draymond and Durant go up for the rebound. Draymond gets it, and he takes off, and Grant Durant's clapping his hands, going, hey, give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball. Draymond, Draymond dribbles down, dribbles down, slips, falls, doesn't get a shot off. We go to overtime, and Durant is hot, and they're on the bench yelling at each other, have to be separated by teammates. There's some tension. It's not all going so smooth for the Warriors this year. There's a lot of pressure, yeah, and you're feeling that pressure. And you have one half of the Splash Brothers out, right? He's still yeah. sitting out. Yeah. Drink. Curry out. It, it was it was a pretty interesting thing that, that that tension's already getting to him this early in the season. And LeBron came out and said yesterday, I almost snapped 
early in the season. I have to understand I need to be patient. It's only 10 games in, and he's already talking about he almost snapped on the young guys. Well, and that's him admitting he knows it's going to be a process. It's a process. <laughs> it's a process. Man, it's good. So, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. I don't know what else we got today, but that was a good show. That was fun. You boys want a lock? Yeah. Oh, you got a lock? So, oh, how did your lock go yesterday? I have no he, idea. He got it. I actually watched the scoreboard, and he got it. Guys, I came on the show yesterday. I gave you the lock. I said Belmont. I said Middle So, Tennessee man, we State. were 2-0 yesterday as a so show. our locks were 2-0. I am red hot right now. I'm on an unbelievable streak right now. We get into wait, these... Wait, com- wait, wait, wait. wait. You're two in a row? Mm-hmm. Let's take the red off of that one. Just be hot. Okay. So, I am hot. If you're a better, if you're in Vegas, if you have a sports book, if you're online, you need to go with my picks. I have your lock tonight. I don't love doing Tuesday locks, but I'm hot. Why not? In the NBA, for some weird reason, there's only one game tonight. It's the Cavs. It's the Hornets. The over-under is set at 219. Vegas missed on that one. Way too high. The Cavs have so much trouble scoring points. We are going under 219. Again, it's Cavs, NBA, Cavs, and Hornets, Charlotte Hornets. Is it the Charlotte Hornets? I don't know. Yes, it's the Charlotte Hornets. So under 219. I just want the teams correct when you guys are placing it at the sportsbook. Under 219. Let's go ahead and lock it up. Boys and girls, children of all ages, this is the first time in history that they have that Ray has ever taken an under. Ever. I've never heard him say under. Okay, guys, I guess there's some other NBA games today. For some reason, my sports book only listed one NBA game, so those other games must be some dirty lines that they had to pull from the sports book. What he he got the game wrong? No, there's no, other. Said there's an only, there's only one game tonight. There's, oh, there's three. There's, That's the thing with going by a sports book. Sometimes as the sometimes as the Bible, sometimes they just pull games because they don't like the teams if the lines moving a lot. So on my sports book, for some weird reason, there's only one game. But I absolutely love the under. You might need to get a new sports book if you don't have all the games. No, they pull games all the time. Well, yeah, if, coach, because if I mean it's going to be a blowout, they don't even post it. Yeah, guys, especially with every two NBA game is uh, listed on a sports book, guaranteed. No, they pull them. No, they don't have to list games. Oh my God. Coach, they never. I have, have never seen an NBA game not on there. Have you ever bet in Taiwan? No, I have never. Some of heard. these websites are out of Taiwan, dude. Well, I mean, you're talking about American soil. You're talking about Vegas. The way the, the people that do things right. These some of these international places. Like, how do they, they not have NBA rules? lines up? I don't know, Coach. I just got my one. That is so for some weird. reason I don't like the other games, or they're later and they're still trying to review some yeah, stuff, that may crunch be some it. numbers before they put this line up. But guys, go ahead and lock it up. We are red hot. Like I said, once this show starts getting hot on picks, that's when we're going to start getting ratings. That's when we're going to start getting endorsements, sponsors, crazy stuff like that. We have to get these picks right, and we're starting to do it. I had people already tweeting at Sore Loser Show. We've been hitting the picks, and you guys have been winning money. It's free money. We don't even charge for our picks. Yeah. You realize there's services that charge $100, $200. We're free, baby. Come on, bring it. All you have to do is listen to this podcast. And go to the bookie and go to your website and bet it, baby. Don't don't tell your wife. Do not tell your wife. Make sure you're the But hey, maybe you're the wife and don't tell your husband. You know what I mean? You guys don't don't tell your husband. Some wives are betting. And hey, children, don't tell your parents. If you're sneaking 20 out of their purse and you're betting it with the bookie at school behind the tennis courts, don't tell your parents. It's okay. Hey, mom, I need extra money for lunch. You know, they raise the prices or you're going on a field trip. I know you're betting with the bookie behind the, the thing. Hey. Good luck. Hey, and all you employees out there, don't tell your boss. Your boss doesn't need to know about this, and bosses do not tell your employees. And when you're taking the money out of the bank, you don't have to tell the teller in the window (laughs) that it's for betting. Just tell them, hey, I need some cash uh, for some of my stuff that I do. Don't tell them it's for gambling reasons. 
Yeah. All right. Have a great day. Hit us up on Twitter. Sore Loser Show. Uh, We love you. Love you so much. Goodbye.